Italian Wine Podcast. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People. everybody. Italian Wine Podcast celebrates its fourth anniversary this year, and we all love the great content they put out every day. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People has become a big part of our day, and the team in Verona needs to feel our love. Producing the show is not easy, folks. Hurting all those hosts, getting the interviews, dropping the clubhouse recordings, not to mention editing all the material. Let's give them a tangible fan hug with a contribution to all their costs. Head to ItalianWinePodcast.com and click donate to show your love. Welcome to the Italian Wine Podcast. My name is Joy Livingston, and today I am introducing Mark Millen. He is going to be our new host for our Tuesdays show that will be called Wine, Food, and Travel with Mark Millen. He is a new host because... Monty Walden, who has been on the Italian Wine Podcast since the beginning, uh, the last four years, he has decided to move on to bigger and better things, and we wish him a ton of luck. I think I heard that he was starting a day spa using his biodynamic preparations. I'm just kidding. Honestly, I have no idea what he's doing, but I'm sure that he will excel and we wish him the best of luck. So he's passing the baton to Mark Millen, who we actually met during the Giro d'Italia this year. He did a wonderful series for us and he has such a captivating voice. We just had to have him back. And uh, so I am going to spend the next 20 minutes or so just getting to know Mark and introducing him to our listeners. He is going to be bringing in a brand new component to our podcast and he's going to be really introducing the food and the travel to the wines and I'm really excited to introduce him. So let's see here. Mark, are you there? I am here, Joy. Thank you for this wonderful opportunity. But first of all, I want to say uh, I'm a huge fan of Monty. I've really enjoyed his podcasts, listening to the huge range of subjects that he has covered, his incredible knowledge and easy, affable manner. So I'm sure he's going to be greatly missed by many listeners. I wish Monty well because I'm sure he has exciting plans uh, and will be doing some new things. Awesome. So Mark, I I know very little about you. I know that you live in Devon in jolly old England and uh, you are also a Vinitaly International Academy Italian wine ambassador as of 2021 this year. I know that you are the author of 14 books including a series of illustrated wine and food travel books and that you will soon begin on our podcast. So so why don't you go ahead and tell me a little bit about yourself and how how you got into food and wine? Because I think you've been doing it for about 40 years now. Uh, it's a long time. Well, it is a, it is a long time. Uh, it's, I'd like to say uh, that it seems like it was just yesterday when we started, but it actually does seem a long time. My wife and I were just 19 years old when we met at Exeter University. And Kim then was studying photography, and I was studying English literature. We wanted to work together in a writing photography uh, combination, and we began to write and photograph 
any number of topics, but increasingly our attentions and our interest turned to food and wine. And when we were actually quite young, we came up with an idea to write a book about the foods of the great wine regions of Europe, an illustrated guide. And that, that actually was our first book. It was published in 1982. And we were very, very lucky. We had a wonderful publisher and the book sold more than 80,000 copies. And it set us off on a career uh, that, you know, we're still doing much the same things now, 40 years later, and still enjoying it every bit as much. That sounds very romantic, I have to say. Italy, of course, has been uh, a country that we especially love, and which I spend, uh, I spend a great deal of time in every year not only researching food and wine, but I also bring, I bring people over on gastronomic cultural tours with a wonderful English company called Martin Randall Travel. So that's also a way to share my love of wine, food and places with, uh, with the people that come with me. Great. And you know what? My next question would be, since you're going to be talking about food and wine and travel here in Italy, what places in Italy would you enjoy exploring in today's Italy? Because I know you're, you're a bit of a history buff. So, I mean, in today's Italy, what region do you think is, is going to be most exciting to you? Well, the wonderful, wonderful, wonderful thing about Italy, Joy, as you know, is that wine is produced in every single one of its 20 regions. And of course, in every single one of its 20 regions, there's a unique and delicious regional cuisine, not just regional, but local foods that really differ almost from town to town and city to city. And it's learning about the foods and wines directly from wine producers that we visit that's most exciting to me. So I'm looking forward to exploring every single one of Italy's 20 regions and learning about new flavors, tastes, experiences directly from the wine producers. My next question is, you know, about your books. You've written so many and, and your latest one. Can you give me some, some information on, on the latest uh, project that you're, you're working on? Well, you mentioned history. And yes, history is is a, a massive interest of mine. But I really feel that to understand Italy, to enjoy Italy, to appreciate its culture, its foods and its wines, it is important to know something about Italian history. And so I set out to write a book about, the book is called Italy in a Wine Glass, The Taste of History. And really my aim here is to be able to tell the story of Italy, linking it directly to wines that relate to a particular period, whether it's the Greeks or the Renaissance or Risorgimento or the economic miracle of the 60s. In, in, in every era, there are movements uh, such as the Mezzadria or the time when pilgrims were walking down the Via Francigena, and every era and every moment is linked to specific wines. So uh, that's the way I'm exploring history. And I think it's a, an accessible way to gain an understanding because all along the way you can lubricate your history by enjoying a nice glass of wine while you are discovering and learning about Italian history. It's certainly the way I like to learn about history with a glass of wine in hand. So the Giro d'Italia, you had done a series for us this year. As I just mentioned that earlier, you seemed to be enjoying food and wine from all over Italy. And I'm not sure if it was a virtual experience or if you were 
really there, but it seemed so real because you went into so much detail about the wines and the cheeses and the meats and the pastas and the breads. And I was hungry every time I finished listening to your podcast. So I want to ask you what your favorite stop was or your favorite area from that Giro trip this year. What region was really exciting to you, the wine combination with the food? Well, this is the same um, question really about exploring the various regions of Italy through through the wines and foods we encounter along the way. And there's so many exciting places. And I enjoyed every single stage of the Giro this year, which, by the way, was one of the most exciting editions of the Giro. I'm a massive cycling fan. I cycle a lot myself. But the Giro d'Italia, to me, is an important moment every year because of the, this great historic race that's been going for more than 100 years, I think. This great race uh, was conceived as a way of really showcasing Italy and all its magnificence and all its grandeur from the landscape of tough, arduous, savagely steep mountain stages to rides along the coast or into the islands. And all along the way, of course, there are there are wonderful wines and foods to discover and enjoy. I don't think the cyclists themselves have that much time or the chance to really make as much use of, of this opportunity as you or I would. But that's the uh, beauty of being an armchair cyclist in this case. And so I, I enjoy the foods and the wines in, in all the regions. But if you'd ask me to pick one tapa, one stage that was particularly special this year, every year the Giro has a designated wine stage. Now, as I said, wine is produced in every single region, and there's so many wine stages that this year it was, uh, it was the wine stage was the tapa that ended in Montalcino in Tuscany after a really, really difficult, hard day cycling on the Strade Bianche, the unpaved lanes that, that run through the hills of the Crete Senesi and into the Montalcino wine country. And it was a really, really significant stage this year. And I think that every cyclist that took part, and myself included as a, as a virtual cyclist, would have really enjoyed best of all that day uh, uh, a big plate of peachy noodles, these, these hand-rolled noodles that are specialty of the Provincia di Siena and bathed in a rich sauce made from cinghiale, wild boar. Perfect sort of food to fortify you for the next day's tapa. Washed down, of course, with a glass or two of probably of Rosso di Montalcino, not Brunello. Maybe if you're cycling the next day, that might be a little hard on the legs. But I think that Rosso di Montalcino would be a wine that would just be perfect to set you up for the next day. And then since I wasn't actually cycling, I would have finished with a glass or two of Brunello. It's one of my favorite wines. That sounds really good, Mark. So you are about to start a new series here on the podcast, Food, Wine, and Travel with Mark Millen. And we already have a couple producers lined up. So we're super excited for that to start in September. So tell us a little bit about how you, you want to add the food component. You've already sort of touched on it. And I think listeners can get an idea of, of the way you express yourself, which is it's it's awesome. You make things just come alive. And, you know, I just wanted to get your take on how do you think your style, the way that you talk about food and your knowledge, how can you complement the guest wine producers? And, you know, how can you sort of bring that together to showcase the fantastic colors and the 
flavors and the wines of Italy. Well, the exciting thing about the new series we're starting and why I'm so excited about it, Joy, is because the the wine producers themselves are the ones that, that know their area best and that are most proud of sharing the wonderful riches that they have in their in their own area. So I'm really excited to be able to have these conversations and and really get an in-depth and very personal flavor of what uh, of what the food and wines are like in each region. It's the producers themselves that will really be the stars of the show because they're going to be sharing with us their wines, the beauty of their countryside, and also the flavors of these wonderful foods that they eat day in and day out. Because I, in my experience, I found that in Italy more so than anywhere else in the world, wine producers, Italians as a whole, not just wine producers, are most proud and most enjoy best the foods from their own regions. And that's what we're going to be able to discover and really, I hope, you know, get down below the surface and really begin to get an in-depth flavor of, of a particular locality as well as a particular region. Learning about these special products that are unique to an area and perhaps also learning about some of the favorite restaurants in these areas. So I'm very excited to, to begin this, uh, this series with you. Awesome. And I think I have come to my last question, and it is a bit of a goofy one, I have to admit, but I also love history, especially the history in this country. So my question is, if you could step into a time machine and go back to any time in this country's history and explore the food and the wine, what time would it be and why? What food and wine would you be drinking? Oh my goodness, what an opportunity. How I wish that could happen. Make make history sound sexy. Let's go. Tell me. <laughs> well, maybe we'll be able to make that happen one day. I I gosh, I would love to I would love to travel to Venice in the 13th century and see that great maritime republic in its in its prime and to to smell the spices being unloaded on the docks and to to be able to taste the wines brought from the eastern mediterranean from monimbasia this special sweet dessert wine that uh, was so prized by the venetians not least because they could trade it profitably across europe but if there was one place i could travel to it would have to be to Pompeii. It would have to be to be able to see this city that we all feel we're getting a sense of how the past really was. It would, I would just want to walk those streets that are rutted from the chariots that rode across the stones, or perhaps pause at one of the fast food outlets that line the streets, selling wine and, and foods out of, the, out of the hot dispensers. And what wine would I drink? What food would I drink? Well, we know the Romans ate some unusual things, such as roasted dormice and, and various, various other delicacies. I think I would want to just have the, the flavors of the ordinary people. I, w- I would want to taste the garum, this, this seasoning of the ancient world made from fermented fish, rather like a Thai fish sauce, I imagine it. In Calabria today, there's actually a product called Colatura di Alici that, that is something like the Roman garum. And I would want to season perhaps just some some cecchi, some chickpeas, and some and some lentils and, and simple foods washed down with the simple wines that the ordinary people were drinking. Not the hundred-year-old wines such as Falernum, this famous historic wine, but just the wines of the ordinary people. And that's what I'm looking forward to discovering in our podcast 
as well. I really want to discover the foods and the wines that, that the everyday diet, the everyday um, foods that everybody is enjoying in Italy today, because that's what really interests me. Awesome, Mark. And it's it's going to be good. Listeners can tune in every Tuesday to hear Mark talk to some awesome producers. We're trying to book producers that are, you know, a little bit more unheard of, the smaller producers. I mean, we, we love the big ones too, of course, but there's so much opportunity because there's, there's thousands of producers in this country that are really quite unheard of outside of Italy. It'd be really great to, to showcase, to highlight these people at the specific wines and the flavors of, of their area, you know, because they're they're going to be experts. It's going to be great to, to listen to you talking to them and sort of bringing all these components, you know, food, wine, travel to life here in Italy. So yeah, the only thing I can say is uh, welcome. It is an absolute pleasure. It was lovely to talk to you and I appreciate you taking the time to give me some, some insight into you and your journey. Everybody, catch the series that is coming out in September here on SoundCloud or directly off www.italianwinepodcast.com. And the details, of course, are going to be in the description of this pod. Mark, I wish you well, and we will be talking to you soon. Thank you, Joy, so much. I'm really looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing you soon. Great. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Listen to the Italian Wine Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Himalaya FM, and more. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. If you enjoy listening, please consider donating through italianwinepodcast.com. Any amount helps cover equipment, production, and publication costs. Until next time, cin cin.